expressed on the following broadcast do not necessarily reflect those of KHLT, Take 12 Radio, or our affiliates. The opinions on this show should not be considered as medical, psychological, or professional advice and are those of the host, co-host, and guest. Take 12 Radio and KHLT Recovery Broadcasting are not affiliated with any particular 12-step fellowship. Welcome to Entitled to Overcome, Exploring Solutions for Life Today, a presentation of Take 12 Recovery Radio. And now, here are your co-hosts, Dave Fleming and the Monty Man. Moving ever so gracefully, powered by the trade winds of Maui, I have returned, and across from me, wearing his Hawaiian hat, is Mr. Dave Fleming. Monty, welcome back. <laughs> yeah, it's uh it's it's been a hoot. It's been a hoot, man. I and I literally did take I did take a week off after we we got back. Uh that kind of stuff even though it's amazingly fun, amazingly fun. Well, okay, I guess that works. Uh it is exhausting. And it's just like you you get home and you're like you need vacation for the wow. vacation. Yeah, and I would hear people say, because I'm not a vacationer. We've never had the finances to do anything like that, except for maybe go over the hill to to Newport and look at a seal or something, right? Um, so I'm not really, I never really could identify with that much. I get it now, taking the vacation from the vacation. It's like, oh, my word. So it was a, it was a wonderful time. It was good to see you. And, and your Hawaiian hat just looks marvelous. I love it. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks, it, bring, it brings color to the room. Yes. It makes me smile. Yeah. So welcome, uh, listeners, friends and family, those of you in recovery, those of you who are advocates of, and perhaps maybe a few of you who should be. Uh, welcome aboard to Take 12 Recovery Radio's presentation of Entitled to Overcome Solutions for Life Today. 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 And uh, Dave Fleming uh, is here. He is a certified alcohol and drug counselor level two, amongst a lot of other things that probably are inappropriate to talk about. No, did I say wait, that? wait, <laughs> no. Uh, what fun! Uh, we're sitting here drinking coffee from uh, from the mills. Some Maui Wowie the coffee. Maui, Maui. <laughs> I wonder. I'm so happy. Mm. Mm. Um, are those beans or buds? <laughs> Uh, I hope they're beans. There's, uh, <laughs> just to be clear, there's 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 no uh, <laughs> marijuana products in our beverages. Gummy gnomes. That's what we should we should start getting some marijuana laced gummy gnomes. Oh jeez. You know what? Oh, now what? that I say that, be like, probably gonna do it. Yeah. Someone else. Someone. Will, someone. Will, oh, yeah, gummy gnomes. Yeah, like, yeah. You'll get you so high that you'll be seeing gnomes. Yes. And you know what? You don't even have to get high to do that. Come on over to the station. There's gnomes yes. everywhere. Uh, so the um, the topic uh, on uh, this episode of Entitled to Overcome Solutions for Life today um, has to do with being a doer of the 12 steps, not just a reader or hearer yeah. or speaker only. And we're going to be uh, talking about that. But before we do that, Dave. It kind of goes along with also being a Christian, right? Yeah. Be being a, a doer of the word. Of the, of the word, That's not just a hearer only. Right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You bet. But now, right now, now, oh, there we go. It's time for 
full of glass, uh, Maui broken glass from Maui, ocean glass. What do they call that stuff that comes up? It's garbage from the ocean that has been ground down by the ocean, and it's pieces of glass. What do they call that? Pieces of glass. <laughs> no, they actually have a name for it, and they sell it in the gift shops. And I'm going, what is this? Oh, it's glass that's washed up on the shore. Sand? Ocean glass? Or I have no idea. I don't know. But anyway, they're making a profit on it. So somebody's... somebody's... You were in the, you were there. I know. Was I? Did was you, I really? Didn't you take a picture? You know, it's got to be it all? one of those pictures you what, took. Was it a dream that I had? <clears throat> uh Speaking of uh, weird things. That that was reality. This is a dream. This is a dream. Uh, Putnam County Sheriff. Now, I, I tried to look up Putnam County. There's lots of Putnam counties. So I'm not sure which one, one this is. It's really irrelevant. Uh, but here is the public notice. And it states, if you believe you were sold bad drugs, we are offering a free service to test them for you. <laughs> um, this was posted at drug and alcohol centers throughout, uh, and I'm assuming they were talking about outpatient treatment waiting rooms um, throughout Putnam County. Uh, Douglas Peter Kelly, Douglas Peter Kelly, excuse me, 49 years of age of Hawthorne, found himself in a situation where he thought someone sold him the wrong illegal narcotic. On Tuesday, Kelly contacted the sheriff's office. And said he purchased methamphetamine about a week earlier and had a bad reaction. <laughs> yeah, that's the one, right? Boy, you're way ahead of me. Uh, after smoking the narcotic, the suspect said he believed because of the violent reaction he had after smoking the drug, he was sold the wrong narcotic. Kelly told detectives in the drug unit he wanted the substance tested because he wanted to press charges on the person who sold him the wrong narcotic. In an effort to ensure the quality of the drug the suspect purchased, uh, Detective told Kelly if he came to the sheriff's office, they could test the narcotic that he purchased. Kelly drove to the sheriff's office and handed detectives a clear crystal-like substance wrapped in aluminum foil. The substance field tested positive for methamphetamine, the drug Kelly intended to purchase. Kelly was arrested. I'm sorry, Kelly. And charged with possession of methamphetamine, he was walked to the Putnam County Jail and held on $5,000 bond. Remember, our detectives are always ready to assist anyone who believes they were misled in their legal drug purchase. <laughs> uh, that's not the same po exact same post that, that I read, but that's the same picture. It so that's Kelly. Like, it looks like Florida. You know, that was, that was one of the Putnam counties was in Florida. Because... So I'm not surprised. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, what if maybe we should move to Florida or at least do a show from there? What an interesting place. If you're in recovery or not in recovery. Oh, it was pretty pretty scary here. So I mean I, I, I know we do a lot of crazy things when we're high, but actually taking the drugs we bought to law enforcement because we feel we got ripped off. Wow. That 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 ranks up there as um well, that's probably at the top of the list of amphetamine psychosis, wouldn't you say, Dave? <laughs> Something. <laughs> so there you go. There's yeah, a, it's, it's in Florida. It is in Florida. Yeah, yeah, I'm not surprised. Poor Florida. The land of giant potholes. Um, I think we talked about this one time. Flying over Florida, heading out to the Florida Keys for um, the 12-step music fest. There it is. 
Yeah. Uh, you look down, and what you see is this strip of land with giant puddles of water every so many inches. That's Florida. It's just a giant sinkhole. I just I don't know how people live there. Uh, I haven't been to Florida yet. So. Yeah. Well, maybe you need to do that. Eh, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I want to go check out the Bermuda, Bermuda Triangle. So maybe. Yeah. Yeah. yeah? That might be interesting. What if you don't come back? Well, then, you know, I'm okay with that. It'd be like that show Frequency, that movie Frequency, uh, where the the father passed away and the son is talking to him through the ham radio because he's in another dimension. Yeah. You could do the show from the Bermuda Triangle. There you go. And we could somehow hook it up through the phone. I could speak to you from the future. Ooh. And then we can make a TV show and put it on Netflix. Oh, they've done that. I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> well, that does it for our little icebreaker. La, la, la. So uh, we'll be back right after this. Don't go away. Don't you dare. It's almost here! The 5th Annual Recovery in the Park, Tuesday, June 26th, from 5 to 9 p.m. at Monteith River Park, Albany, Oregon. This is a free family-friendly event with giveaways, hot dogs, cotton candy, snow cones, and live music featuring the infamous Soul Band and the powerful cardboard testimonies presented by the recovery community of Lynn County and surrounding areas. Local service organizations will also be represented. So don't miss this annual celebration of recovery. Tuesday, June 26th, 5 to 9 p.m. at Monteith River Park as we all come together for the fifth annual Recovery in the Park. Presentation of Albany Celebrate Recovery Sponsored in part by Take 12 Recovery Radio. So, Dave, do you like stuff that's free? Free is good. So, uh, that that little uh, recovery in the park thing. As long as it's not stolen. Right. (laughs) Well, then somebody paid the price, right? Uh, so the recovery in the park thing is free. The hot dogs are free. The soda is free. The really? cotton candy is free. Free, 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 free. Really? Yeah. Well, yeah. So to speak. Yeah. Lots of people show for that thing. And for a city like Albany, lots of people can be three people. So when a thousand people show up, it's a party, baby. And it is a good, good party. So I hope everybody comes to that thing. Good um, times, good times. And Teen Challenge will be there, by the way. And that believes, b- reminds me, um, the September is coming up pretty soon. September is Recovery Month. National Recovery Month. Yes. In fact, in fact, and I needed to talk to you about this, um, and I've got to get a hold of Victoria, but um, the, the Project Gable people and the, and the Hands Across the Bridge and Salem people contacted me. And we're going to work on doing some bartering for a booth and doing some promos for them. So we'll, we will more than likely be in Salem on September 7th for Hands Across the Bridge. Awesome. And you should be there. I will be there. And helping I'll to- be there with my brand new Hawaiian hat. Yeah. Woo! 
Yes, bringing color to where they're spreading the joy. Normally, may not be any. <laughs> Who knows? Anyway, so we got that, and then we got we got Hope Fest. You really need to find a plane and go to Hope Fest in Arizona. Um, all right, it's done. You're going to be there. Uh, see, how, see how I worked that? Boom, bam, bam, boom. All right, the topic this week um, that uh, Dave probably from a vision that he received a in a recovery dream. Um, being a doer of the 12 steps, not just a reader or a hearer or a listener, kind of like being a doer of the word, being, being somebody who's obedient to the word of God, instead of just listening to it or just talking about it. And you had said to me, uh, we were talking about this topic, how there many times we will hear people, not just church, but, and this is where church can be, have some similarities to meetings. People talk a good story. Mm. They may know the big book backwards and forwards and memorize every step and every version of the steps. But are they doers of this thing? Yeah. Are they just talking to hear themselves talk? Well, I can, I can relate to this because it, it, it doesn't apply to the steps or mm-hmm. being a Christian. But, you know, I, I've got a lot of life experience. Sure. And oftentimes I will share that, right? Uh, but it's hard because a lot of the stuff that, that I know and that I know that works and I know that it's healthy and all this, Some back in the day I wasn't always applying it. So, you know, people kind of look at you sideways when you're like, you've got all this knowledge, but it's like they don't take you seriously because you're, it's like, well, your your life does not reflect what you're talking about because typically if right. we're if we're sharing something, right? This is just how I look at it. If I'm sharing something that I feel is beneficial, more than likely I'm probably putting it into practice in my life. At least that's what I think should be happening, right? And people listening to you are probably going to make an assumption that you're doing right. That. If I'm an expert in something then it must mean that I have some life experience in it. Right. I've done it. I've gone through it. And so that, this is kind of what I – this comes to mind quite often or comes up quite often in in uh, in the recovery world and dealing with people that are in recovery is a lot of people are, that talk about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when it comes down to it, they're, they're not living it out. It's kind of like the – you know, people go to the church to check it off their box and then they leave – they walk out the door – and they're yelling at their kids in the back seat because they're not sure acting how they feel is appropriate or whatever. Right. Um, I think we need to apply this stuff in our life. And and I mean, I've got even gotten as far as to tell people, you know, that come and, uh, and say, "Well, I'm a Christian," and I said, "Well, how does that when you're working with them with addiction issues? Well, addiction and, issues, yeah. or you know, just even in life, if if they're not they're not acting or they're not that's not part of their life. If they're just saying the words, just because right. you say the word does not make it so. Right. I mean, I can, I can call myself Napoleon, right, and, and it doesn't make it true, right? Right. Absolutely. And so I, I've I've had these conversations with with people, uh, and I tell them, I said, are, I kind of walk down that road. I said, are you, are you living the life? Are you following the you know, the lifestyle that you're following, whether it's the 12 steps or Christianity or, or whatever, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, are, is that there's some fruit in your life? 
And if there's not, if you're just talking about it, stop. Well, it's just it's just empty words. I <laughs> right. mean, it's, it's not. In fact, well, actually, it's not. Em- they're not empty. They're actually damaging. Well, they're damaging not not only to to you, but to the to other people that may be looking up to you that you're influencing. Right. So if I and, and this is why a lot of times Christians get a bad name for and just for one example is like if I see somebody and they're they're saying they're a Christian, but yet they're drinking beating their wife or their husband, uh, smoking marijuana and, you know, getting DUIs. And to me, that's not, you should be quiet. Don't, I mean. Yeah. Do what you're going to do, but stop boasting that you're something you're that not you're not. You're not a Christian. Right. Yeah. You're uh, not, act, you're not walking it out. Same with, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm working the steps, right? Because that's kind of where we're looking is like being a doer. I can read the steps on the wall. That doesn't mean I'm working the steps. That's right. And some people have, get confused about they that. They do, um, especially if they don't have any previous experience. So let, let me let me let me share with you. And so the the question that we asked uh, on social media was: How long was it from the day you read the steps on the wall to the day you actually began working the steps or working through the steps? And we'll share uh, some of the, the the answers here. But but let me tell you my experience. So I was going to a six a.m. meeting. For a very long time, I was told that the people that slung BS didn't get up that early. And if I wanted some good recovery, come to the early morning meeting. And um, That's probably true. It was true. It was a great meeting. There was, I didn't realize it at the time, but now looking back, comparatively speaking to other meetings I've attended, I remember that meeting as one that was very program focused. In other words, they were in the book, and people that were in the meeting were living out the step process in their life uh, by example they were i mean they had integrity it was a really healthy meeting and but i remember going to that meeting and seeing those 12 steps and 12 traditions on the wall and i really did believe for a short time till i was corrected that working the steps meant that when i go in there i listen very closely when they're read and I refer to them up on the wall when I'm sharing. That's what I thought mm. working the steps were. Right. It was an it was a it was an assumption I made on my own. Nobody told me that, you know. And somebody asked me one day, you know, they asked me what step I was on or some like that, and I couldn't answer them because I I thought I was on all of them because I was reading them on the. And then I right. found out, oh. So has no one taken you through this process? I said, no. And that began my journey of actually applying and implementing the steps. But for a, for quite a while, I thought that's what it was. And I think that there are a lot of people at no fault of their own that come into meetings today. Um, and we've I, I almost think we do an injustice by having them on the wall because we have a tendency – to give people the false impression that that means that they've worked them because we're not teaching that process like we used to teach. Right. And I, I think uh, people that are, that are, that are in long-term recovery that have uh, worked the steps as, as what we're referring to um, probably myself included is we do injustice to the newcomer. And I think what happens is we tend not to invest in people until we see them show up to the meeting Two or three times, right? right? Because so many people come in and out of the rooms, yeah. That you know, it's, it's you 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 put out this 
this energy and this effort to help somebody and the next day they're back out using. And so I think what happens is sometimes we start, uh, we, we, get, we, get we, we just it. stand back a little bit yeah. and say, well, let's, let's see what happens. Um, because I think even as, as we're sitting here talking about, it, I'm thinking about when I first started, I, I didn't really know what that meant. Also, what is working the steps? Yeah. I just came in and tried to like keep an open mind and listen and, try to follow along but it was once i got a sponsor um and kind of looked at like what does that actually mean and maybe that's what we should start doing in meetings is you know during a first step meeting if that's if you have one of those at your facility or even in the in the beginning of the meeting is just to talk about that what does that look like Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. working the steps what does that actually mean well, and because a lot of people also come in and think, well, you know, I've I've gone to the meeting and I've discussed each step yeah. in a meeting, and so I've gone through all twelve, so I'm done. Yeah, because I went to a big books share right. meeting or something, and right. and we we've spent the last six months doing this. That means I worked the steps, right? Um, and one and done. And you said so. You said something that's that's really extremely vital, and that's the whole sponsorship idea. So. We I did a show a couple of weeks back. Do you really need a, if you know how to read the big book? Do you really need a sponsor? Because somebody said, "Well, I, I don't need a sponsor. I know how to read." Um, well, <laughs> you know, I know how to read right. a, 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 a manual on aerodynamics too, but it doesn't mean I can fly a plane. Uh, you need practical experience. You need pe- you need people to come alongside you that to, to give you that and. And uh, and we we live in, in a world. It has been this way for several decades now, where a good sixty percent, if not higher, and I'm sure it's higher, uh, of people in twelve step support meetings do not have spiritual advisors, mentors, or sponsors. Right. They don't have them, so they don't know how to apply and implement this stuff. And then when they go out and they relapse, all the old timers get mad at them. But no one's ever showed them how to do this. They've just said, keep coming back. Well, it doesn't work if you're not giving them something that's workable. And right. and going to meetings and drinking bad coffee is not the treatment for alcoholism or addiction. Right. And some of the old timers that say keep coming back, I get that. Because oh, I do. Because if you come back enough times, you're going to – someone's going to help you or you're going to learn uh, what that – process looks like you're not going to do it if you don't come right 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 um exactly yeah so i think maybe i think maybe there is a charge to step up to the plate a little better than what we've been doing in our 12-step support meetings i i i really do um but you know if your sponsor wasn't i don't want to say trained or taught or mentored properly and his wasn't mentored properly you only know what you know Right. And, and you may think your reality may be working the steps is reading them on the wall or going to a big book study. You may th- really believe that. And uh, and so so maybe we just need to kind of hit the reset button sometimes in our groups. You know, they have a thing called group inventory that few groups ever do. But it's where the, where the group, the meeting has gone a little sideways and they kind of need to regroup and they just need to hit the reset button. It's okay to do that. Yeah, we we call the we used to call the Minnesota group conscience. Yeah, so we get together and we discuss what's going on and what how do we make things better? How do, how do we make make things better? Right. So we we posed a question out there. Uh, how long was it from the time you read the steps on the wall to the time you started working them? Whatever that means for you, 
And wow, I mean, the biggest thing I noticed, Dave, was there was really big sections of time that went by with for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, I'm surprised by some of the answers. You know, um, now Kim says, immediately, I still read almost 33 years later. So that was an immediate one, but that wasn't that common. Uh, we have a two, we have a two year. We have a fifteen. It was fifteen years for Brandon S. It was uh, uh, like forty years for for or thirty five years for one guy. Um, Brian O said, "I believe I had around forty five days. I was taken formally through the twelve in a three day process. That's the back to basics uh, program." where you actually go through them very quickly like they did back then, and then you come back around and you do a thorough investigation of them, but you learn how to do them in a very short period of time. Right, um, And that's actually the way they were meant to be done. And, and that's kind of what we do in treatment is we give them a little brief overview right? what that what they look like and, and how to start that process. Uh, James uh, B. said, around two years. I won't do that again. The quicker, the better. <laughs> but I think that goes, I mean, I could be wrong. And and, and for our listeners out there, please uh, uh, respond and let us know um, if if the, the case is, is that you didn't have the information that you needed in order to work the steps. So we were just talking about right. it. Like, uh, I thought I was working the steps if I came to a meeting and we discussed it in group. You know, maybe that's what you that's what you got, and you thought that was it until you uh, got a sponsor or yep. someone talked about it and said, um, "You've got part of you've you've started the process, but now let's let's look into this deeper." And I think you're right. I I am sure some of these answers are because when they really did find out how to do this properly, it may have been 20 years later, right? And and then they started. And hey, listen, that's great. I mean, nobody beats yourself up because you didn't start formally working them for 20 years. If you're doing them now, I mean, yeah, that's that's absolutely wonderful. But that's the case. If you're in a play, if you're where there's meetings and nobody's really teaching this stuff, that's not on you. Uh, there are places like that. Now, we're really fortunate here in Lane County because there is a meeting for every grain of sand that is on the coastline. I mean, there are meetings after meetings after meetings. So... If, I think that happens. I think that's the most of the case in in uh, you know smaller cities. Uh, or there's probably a little you know it's probably a little less, but um, it's been my experience that these days there's meetings. There's lots meetings. And lots of meetings. Er, there's meetings yeah. everywhere. If you have a you know the city the size of Albany or Corvallis. You know, even Lebanon, there's there's meetings every day. To worry about 45,000, 50,000 people here, I think, something like that. Yeah, there is meetings every day. It's three times a day. Yeah. So you go over to places like, uh, go over to the coast, right? Right. Um, Florence, for example. There's not a whole lot of meetings there. Um, and right. I just know that because people have shared that with me. So that's one of those places that you may be a little bit more difficult, but there are mm -hmm. options out there. Mm -hmm. Um you can even start your own meeting. So we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to continue this topic, uh, being a doer of the steps, not just a, a reader, a hearer, or a speaker only. Um, and what, is that, what does that really look like? Uh, because, again, we have a lot of people talking a good story. Uh, 
Yeah, let's just let's uh, because this is important stuff. This is the stuff that saves lives. Don't go away. We'll be right back after this. Hey there, it's Monty Myers, CEO of KHLT Recovery Broadcasting with an important question for you. Do you really understand what human trafficking is all about? Well, the truth is, we all need to become more informed in regards to human trafficking. And here's some great news. On Saturday, June 23rd, from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m., at the First Baptist Church of Junction City, Oregon, we all have the unique opportunity to attend the Human Trafficking Symposium with information-packed sessions that will empower us in the ways to protect our children in our lives and around our communities. Primary organizer and Junction City Police Chief Bob Morris will be joined by representatives of the NWCAVE, the FBI, and State Senator James Manning to clarify and put perspective on this crisis that faces each and every one of us. Also, Jerry Kearney, a former 20-year police officer, will explain how the unthinkable combination of meth, human trafficking, and childhood prostitution would invade his family and life. Please, don't miss this opportunity to become an informed and empowered member of your community by attending the Human Trafficking Symposium, Saturday, June 23rd, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m., at the First Baptist Church of Junction City, 28957 West 18th Avenue, Junction City, Oregon. Please, don't miss this opportunity. The children are depending on us being empowered. The truth about recovery is that no human power can solve our problems. That job belongs to God. Give us a listen at Take12Radio.com on your internet dial. And now here's the Monty Man. Yes, welcome back. And by the way, again, Dave, you like free stuff. Uh, The Human Trafficking Symposium is a free event. Just show up and uh, there'll be a chair waiting for you there for that that thing. All right, back to our topic, uh, being a doer. And not just a listener or hearer only uh, of the Word, of the Word of God, if you're a believer, of the 12 steps, if you're a 12-stepper or you're in recovery, or if you're particularly if you are in a 12-step program, I always ask the question, what are you doing in a 12-step program if you're not willing to do the 12 steps? Um, yeah, yeah, there's a lot of people. And, and don't get me wrong. There are people that attend 12-step meetings, Dave, that have never worked the steps, and it's helped them immensely. And I think many of them really aren't alcoholics or addicts. They may have been abusers, or they may just be going because it's just a healthy place for them to be. And and that's that's great. I think that's a good call. I mean, everybody's welcome at an open meeting. You know, come on. Uh, I think think a person can – apply and implement some of these things that are that are said in meetings that are healthy to a lot of things in their life. So, you know, just keep doing it. Um, but what is what is it about what is it about being somebody that's in these rooms and boasting about doing these steps 
and not doing these steps that is so detrimental to the rest of us. I, I, I mean, is there more going on here than just being a hypocrite? Well, definitely. Yeah. Because I'm hearing it a lot, and I hate to say it, but I'm hearing it a lot. I'm like, you're walking. I, people say, well, don't judge me. Well, wait a minute, though. We, we make judgment calls every day. You have to. You know, when the light turns yellow, you got to make a judgment call on whether you're going to stop in time or you're going to plow through that intersection. When you're interested in somebody romantically, you got to make some judgment calls about is this the right person for you? I mean, so don't say don't judge. Now, I get don't condemn, but we have right. to make judgment calls, don't we? Well, yeah. I mean, that's what we do. And we try to, uh, at least if, if we're in a position where we're trying to find a sponsor to help us work the steps. We're making a judgment call on that person, right? Yeah. Because first impressions usually are the, the thing that hit us. Right. But I think what we need to do is step back from that because, you know, uh, as as a former uh, addict alcoholic, um, I didn't always make the best choice. So I either made choices based on emotion or I didn't make any choice because I thought I knew better yeah. And I didn't want anybody to really know exactly what was going on. So I just, you know, I would read. I would, you know, do my best to work through something. Right. But it's it's having that personal experience with actually someone else who's walked, walked the walk and worked through the steps. And if you hang out with people in recovery, uh, you go to, you, you know, you do the fellowship. Right. Um a lot of places, you know, they'll go out for coffee afterwards or they'll go, you know, go bowling or go whatever. camping. Yeah, whatever yeah. your 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 group is activities are that they participate in, I encourage you to to be involved with because then you can actually really see the people that are in the group and who's actually working the steps and who's living them out. Because you spend any time with somebody, you can actually see what their their real qualities are. I mean anybody can tell you something and you you know, yeah. it sounds really good and sure. they're you know, a great speaker and engaging and, you know, their life appears to be going well. But, you know, it, it's not always the case. So if you spend time with them and, and you can't spend time with somebody if you're going to a meeting a month and going going late and leaving early, that one meeting a month. Right. Not doing any activities. I think I think that's one of the great benefits, like you're talking about, of doing stuff outside of the meetings with your 12-step family. Right. Is you get to see people that are walking the talk. And if you don't have a sponsor, that's a good way to kind of filter out some things. Say, you know, that that guy, when he... When he's talking to his kids or his significant other or or another brother or sister of the pro, I watch him or her, and they're they're sincere. They're they're the same person in the meeting that they are at the camp out, right? You know, and then you can make make kind of an informed decision instead of bouncing from sponsor to sponsor to sponsor to sponsor because people will do that too for a myriad of reasons, right? And we, you know, a lot of us. Uh, or most of us have had bad experiences with other people, sure, letting us down, lying to us, not being who they say they are, and so we bring all of that baggage into the rooms with us, and so we still carry that. That's why it takes so long for some people to actually ask for help, yeah, or work work the steps, right? Because in order for us to start working the steps, we have to actually know what that's about. 
So until we start trusting people, which oftentimes is why we don't, you know, I'm looking at, and I, and I, I don't want to make any judgments if we're talking about judgments. And you get people that, you know, throw out numbers like 20 years, 30 years, 38 mm-hmm. years, five years, two years. I mean, I think a lot of it has... From the time they read them to the time they right. started doing them? It's, yeah. it, some of that is... Some of that is the baggage. Some of that is the, it is, uh, you know, trust issues and not, or just feeling like we're doing okay. And if I'm doing okay, then maybe I don't need to press on. But, you know, why do mm-hmm. okay? Why not do fantastic? Why not, you know, change? We talk about you're rocketing into the, you know, fourth dimension. The fourth dimension. Right. And it's like, you know, I've, I've had that experience. Um, but it wasn't until I started working, the, working the steps and I, um, I personally had the benefit of being in a program that uh, explained it a little better than mm-hmm. if I were to just go to a meeting and try to figure right. it out. You know, we, you know, they give you had booklets. A lot of it was reading, sure, um, but it walked you through a process, and then we right. had to actually, we actually had to do a presentation, like being in treatment we had to do a presentation on whatever topic our sponsor wanted or not our sponsor but our counselor wanted us to do we had to do a presentation for the other guys in our unit on whatever topic they thought that we needed to work on so we actually had to apply this stuff and you know they were we were actually shown exactly what you know say a a four step looks like yeah how to do it yeah you know um you know, I even did a fifth, sixth, seventh step while I was in treatment because my counselor actually talked to me about it. Mm-hmm. And then I actually did the, I, did, I actually walked it out exactly. You know, I try not to make it too complicated. I keep it simple. Right. It, like how they're written out. Uh, and I kept that simple, but I did it. Uh, and it, it changed, it changed my whole life. Before I was just reading them on the wall and I was like, yeah, yeah. I can figure this out. Yeah. Right? Yeah, right? Right. Well, of course it, I'm powerless. It's not rocket science. Of course I'm powerless. No, 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 no. Not. That was one of those things <laughs> yeah. that I'm not powerless over anything. You don't t- I mean, not even. like. Well, see, yeah. I was powerless at one point and right, when right, I was little, right. and I'm not ever going to go back there again, but yeah. that's what kept me stuck for so long. Well, you know what? See, and I would say, I would look at step one, and i go, well, of course I'm powerless. Of course I'm powerless. I mean, because I'm a piece of crap and all this kind of stuff, so I must be powerless. And I was also saying it because I thought I was supposed to. And, you know, yeah. everybody's going, yeah, 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 you didn't drink today. Whoopee. Um, and then step three, I, I looked at step three and I went, well, that's no brainer. I have to do that. I've been a Christian for, you know, so many years. Obviously, I believe in God, so I don't need to do that. You know, step four in inventory, ah, God calls me on my stuff. I don't need to do any of that. You know, right. so I thought later on, too, I, I, I also thought, well, because I have applied and implemented some of these things biblically in my life, really poorly may i just say <laughs> that well then oh yeah i see i see the bible in the steps and the steps in the bible yeah i'm, I'm a christian i must have done them. i must have done them. and and so when i actually did really do them boy did i have a wake-up call and my sponsor said to me he, he said his name was doug he said all right monty you know that degree that you have i go yeah he goes i want it I go, what do you mean you want it he goes why don't you give it to me? I mean, take it off my wall and give it to you? Yeah. Okay. He said, you, you said you'd follow my suggestions. All right. You know, this 
thing that you earned and that thing that you earned. And later we talked about it. He wasn't talking about literally. But I want you to take all this stuff that you know, and I want you to put it in this imaginary box, and I want you to give it to me. And you can get it back. But right now, you gotta. we got to start with a clean slate because right. you are you may be right. In fact, he even did this about my relationship with Christ. He said, you may be right, but what if you're not? And I found out, guess what? I totally have a whole different idea who God is in my life today versus when I first came in. Right. I was really sideways and I didn't even realize it, you know. Um so you know, following the directions it's it's hard. We don't like to do it, but people that that at least the ones that I come in contact with that don't make it, and I'm talking about more than sobriety, but they they, they maybe they get sober. Yippee hooray. But their life sucks. They're just bouncing against the walls constantly. And now they have no way of medicating it, so they're really miserable. Right. You know, our ones that have not completed this process at least one time and looked at themselves, they've gotten maybe to a point, and then they stop. And we lose people at step four and step nine more than any other step. Step four, because we're, we're writing stuff down and looking at ourselves, and step nine is because we're making direct amends, and we don't want to do it. And people fall off the map. But they don't fall off literally. You'll see them in meetings, by golly. <laughs> they're drinking bad coffee, and they're spouting about their day. You know what I love? The, one, the, the, the ones that talk about doing, doing another four step. And another, and another, and another, and another, one every year, that kind of thing. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, uh, show me in where it says that in the big book. Right. It says, made a thorough and fearless moral inventory. So if you haven't done that, then maybe you need to do another one. Right. But other than that, if you've done if a you've thorough done one, it, yeah. it's done. It's done. Now, you may have something that comes up in the future where there's step a conflict 10. and you need to apply the principles of step four, but that's found in step 10, 10 right? Step 10. Yeah. <laughs> that's found there. Yeah. So it's, I mean, going back to our first show, you know, the only thing you have to change is everything. Right. Right. Because that's, I mean, for me, that's what I had to do. I had to take and look at everything that's been causing me issues in my life. Even mm-hmm. if I thought I was doing the right thing, it right. was still causing me problems. I need to do the exact opposite. If I think I know how to work the steps, I need to forget about that, and I need to follow someone else's direction that's actually sure. done them. And then, of course, since I'm a you know overachiever, yeah, <laughs> I will take it to the next step. Yeah, right. Yeah. So step three, for example, uh, my I, I made that into an action step. So I went and got baptized. In the, in the lake with there you go people at church you put skin on it yeah yeah so then it, it then it's it's that you know it's it's more personalized but it's also turning that into an action step because you know I don't know about you but I can say whatever the heck that I want yeah but when I actually do something that that makes it real and it applies it into my you know kind of b- burns it into my skin so to speak uh huh then that's where the change starts happening yeah. When I can actually um, either verbalize or write down actually how this has affected me and how my life has changed, that's where the change, where the example of the change is made. 
Excuse me. You know, one of the things that I do when I sponsor somebody uh, through the through the twelve steps, and I've I've never met anybody that does this. It's just, and I don't know that it it was my idea. I heard it somewhere, but I it seemed like a good idea, and it really was an eye opener. When I take somebody through the steps, the, their first formal working of them, and we get to step twelve, and now we're talking about the part in step twelve where we're carrying the message to other people. Then I turn the book around. I go, okay, I'm your sponsee. Now you take me through them. And it has been very interesting because, um, you know, they feel a little, they feel nervous. They're like, yeah, I mean, you were teaching me. I mean, no, no, no. You need to do this like I'm a newcomer. It First of all, it keeps me accountable. It It also exposes things in my life every time that happens that I didn't even know about sometimes. Right. And so that's when this show, when Take 12 Recovery Radio first started, it started because of an email that me and another guy, the first guy I did that with, where I turned the tables after we were done and, and had him take me through the steps because he's learning how to take somebody through the steps. And we called the email sponsor to sponsor. And in fact, if you type in take12radio.com, what comes up on on the search bar, the root uh, URL is sponsor2sponsor.com. And that's where that whole idea came from. Take 12 Radio was born. Nice. Um, So, you know, it's not something everybody, it's not for everybody, but but it's really helped reel me in, you know, and when I have them highlight stuff in the big book and do all I get, I'm, I'm telling them, remember, you're being prepared. This isn't just about sobriety. You're being prepared to become of maximum service to God and the people he puts in your life. Right. What does that mean? That's mean that means you're going to do this. This is part of a training process where you're going to be taking this to somebody else and giving it away. Yeah, I I I've what well, I kind of do things a little more subtly. Right. So as I'm going through the process of you know the the steps, yeah, you know, even up to the point where we get to we get to step nine. I'm during the the process up to step nine. I'm actually having them do things that uh, are basically ten, eleven, and twelve throughout the whole process. Yeah, so that when we gotcha. get there, we can say, "You remember when? Yeah, we yeah. did this. Yeah, and it's familiar. They go, right. Oh, yeah. Take yeah. them on, you know, twelve step calls, right. doing service work, um, going to having to come with me to meetings and treatment centers or whatever, you know, um, you know, the doing a prayer or meditation in in the beginning of a, a some kind of a group or session or mm-hmm. a, a, an outside meeting, um, all that stuff. Yeah, you know, practicing keeping track of you know a, a daily journal on how your days are going. You know what happened today. You know all that stuff ties into that, and they go. Then it, it I, I've seen like the light bulb come on. And it's like, oh, now this makes sense. Yeah. You know all this because what happened to, with my experience, I had this spiritual awakening, right? And I'm th- I'm trying to think. Did I have it's the chicken and the egg thing? Did I have this spiritual awakening <laughs> and then the steps, or right. and I guess the reality is of it. Is years and years ago, uh, my my friend Greg uh, turned me on to the steps, 
we would go to NA meetings. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was basically to we go to these dances that they would have, right? Sure. And before the dance, they would have a meeting. Yeah. Um, so that's I think how I actually got introduced to the steps. So if you go, if I go all the way back there, I could theoretically say that as a result of these steps. Sure. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But it's one of those things that it didn't really smack me in the face until I had this this supernatural experience. Yeah. You know, then I'm yeah. like, oh, wow. It's like, I haven't really ever worked through the steps. But it's like, no, it's I was exposed to it. So it helped lay the groundwork to get me to where I needed to go. God just had to intervene and kind of smack me around and say, okay, I'm tired of waiting for you. You need to get on the ball because I've got a plan for you. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it, it's it, it makes me. You were talking when you were talking. I was thinking about this whole idea of pay attention. Pay attention. Uh, it, it, it's like making a meal. If you've ever made a meal, and and afterwards you went, "Wow, that was really good." That I don't know what I what was the seasoning that I put in that I don't remember writing down. I was just kind of throwing things in there. That was really good. Well, you know what? If you do that with this and pay attention, and it comes out really good, you'll know how to repeat that. Right. You know, pay attention to what you're doing. Pay attention to your sponsor. Pay attention to the book. I mean, there when people talk about reading in between what's what's the black printed page. There's something to that. There's there's so much stuff that comes alive in the NA Basic Text, in the Big Book AA, in the 12 and 12. Some people don't like the 12-step uh, uh, workbook in, in NA. I happen to think it's a good tool. Oh, I've I seen, love it. I've seen people use it and do very well. You know, the bottom line is nothing's a good tool if you're not going to pick it up. Right. It's just not going to work. You know, if, we're, if, if a person's going to look for having a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, they need to understand you're not going to have a spiritual awakening as a result of steps you haven't done, if that's what you're looking for. Well, I have to disagree with you on that a little bit, because you can have a spiritual experience even before you actually No, 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 I'm steps. not saying that. I'm saying as a result of steps. Right that you haven't applied, your spiritual awakening isn't going to come from that. Right. It can come from somewhere else. Right. But it's not going to come from that if you don't do that. Yeah, And I think we just need to... Uh, I've always questioned things. Right. I don't know about you, but... Which has Are you been an problem more skeptic? It's been problematic. Well, I have a little, I'm a little narcissistic at times and <laughs> a perfectionist. And, and you know, I want to... I want I want truth, right? I want right. proof, and so I've questioned it. If I can't see it, taste it, touch it, you gotcha. know, hold it in my hand, um, you better have a good explanation on and prove to me why it is, right? And so, uh, a lot of times I will want to have that. Well, what I had to do is I had to stop all that in order to work the steps and actually mm. change my life because. I just okay. Keep it simple. That was the big thing. Is because before I kept I was complicated, right? Yeah, I always had to like question everything. So the opposite of that would be to keep it simple and do exactly what it says. Right. So everything you need to know is in the steps. Sure. It just have to follow it. 
Yeah. So it puts a whole new meaning on just do it. What, is that just, Nike's thing? Just, just do it. I just, think they stole it from the 12 steps. Man. Just do it. Just do it. Come on. It's not, you know what? And if this isn't going to work for you, it's not going to hurt you. I, it's yeah, it's not gonna it, hurt you. It, it, we got that's a, one of the one of the things. You know, there's many things, but you know, I have to keep reminding guys that I work with is that you guys got to quit complicating things. Mm-hmm. You got to quit analyzing and find and quit oh. trying to find something that's there that isn't there because you're afraid to work it. You're afraid to do it because it hasn't worked. Well, it hasn't worked because you haven't really done it. You haven't done it. Yeah. Yeah. So if you think if you're wondering why it's not working and you think working it is because you're just reading them on the wall, you're right. <laughs> it isn't working because that's not working it. That's not that's not what 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 it is that you do to get it done. And and I you know sometimes I have to wonder if one of the reasons that so many people don't want to go there is we're still holding on to something that is really hard to let go of. You know, this, you know, that, that syringe, that bottle, that, that piece of pornography, that whatever it is, was our friend for a long time. Right. And during the grieving process of saying goodbye to that, that could be very, very hard. I think we should start a treatment program that basically has this, has a walkway, right? Uh Uh-huh. Where you you come in the front door and there's this walkway and the steps are laid out on this walkway. In order for you to get out the door, the exit door, you actually have to you step on the on the step. The step little, one, the run that round disc. Right, it says one, yeah, or square or whatever, right, like a, right. you know, like a stepping stone. Yeah, and when you get there, you actually have to work the step you actually have to get what that means and you have to show some example on how that and be honest with it right mm-hmm. and it, you can't move forward until you do so as soon as you get through all 12 then you get to leave and apply them in your life sounds like a great recovery video game right <laughs> ding 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 <laughs> now you can go back now you can go to step two or can you Take right. the final quiz. You'd have to make that in a way where you, you know, because I could just see the problems with that is like you could trick it into. Oh, dude, we right? would do that. We would so do that. We'd get cheat codes. We Because that's what we do in reality. You know, we, we, we go play tag. I went to the meeting. Oh, did you? Yeah. I Well, I, I went and then I left. Oh, you meant played meeting tag. We So we, we cheat. But, but we're just cheating ourselves. I mean... I did that. Shoot, I was I was in service work. I I I was the thirty day wonder, and everybody thought I had three years. Now I didn't tell you that I didn't have three years, <laughs> but when it came to countdown time at a convention, I had to go to the bathroom because I couldn't stand uh-huh. myself, and so I wasn't gonna I wasn't going to. I wasn't going to take time that wasn't mine, but I wasn't going to cop to the fact that I hadn't taken the time. You know what I mean? So I had to get up and leave. I had to play this little game, play meeting tag with myself, until one day it became such a heavy burden that in my home group, a little tiny home group of about 12 people up in Sweet Home, Oregon, I right in the middle of somebody's share, I just started bawling. I, I said, I can't do this anymore. And they all started looking at me, you know. I go, I'm not sober. <laughs> 
And then another person copped to it, and another person copped to it. It was great. It was great. And I nobody ripped me up one side down the other. They were just like, right on, man. You know. Yeah, isn't it funny how you know we we think we got everyone fooled. Yeah. But it's like <laughs> everyone else knows exactly who you are, and it's like it's welcome. Ter- <laughs> it's about time. You're the last one to figure it out. Yeah. It's great. It's Everybody can see thing. how messed up you are. Yeah. You just can't see it. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's a guy thing. the other day. Yeah. Every, and then there's that. I heard somebody say one time years ago, I think it was in a movie or something. Nobody believes you. Not even you. Right. So this thing is a marvelous thing. You know, my, my buddy Bruce, who's passed away uh, some months now and was co-host on this show for several, several years. Used to say, man, hang on to this thing. You don't want to miss it. You just don't. It's one of the marvelous, most marvelous things that's ever happened to me in my life. It's good stuff. Yep. Yep. It, it you know, uh, it changed my life. Well, you know, God stepping in and changed my life. But then I had to actually do the work mm-hmm. uh, to, to correct all the all the things that I, all the damages I cause, and and then you know, continued growth. I mean, my wife can tell you that, you know, um, things are totally different than what they were like. Right. You know, 14 years ago. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Me too. In fact, it's funny because I'm so outspoken and, you know, in your face kind of guy and everything. And my wife was one of those, I don't want to stir up any waves. Well, now she's become outspoken and in your face. <laughs> she, she goes, you've rubbed off on me, and I've become a little mellower. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and do I still do apply and implement steps? You bet. I'm, I'm going through the Celebrate Recovery steps right now. I've got a CR sponsor, and I'm doing that. Why? Because I'm in leadership there, and I should know how they do it. Yep. Um, am I doing it because I'm a mess? Well, hey, I'm always a mess. But I'm doing it because I want to be of maximum service. But but it's it's not a sobriety thing. It's just a continuing to grow thing, right? You know, um, so it's a quality of life. It, yeah, it is a quality of life. Yeah, and, and and I'm learning how to apply e- even scripture in in a deeper way than I was able with the AA steps uh, because it's just not part of that, and that's okay. That's fine. But in doing this. And, and I'll tell you, I'm still a big book thumper, brother. I still love that big book. Right. That well, big book is like gold to me. Yeah. I mean, and how much freer are you now that you were able to step up and say, you know, you get to that point where you're like, I'm not sober. Right. Right. It's like you, you're you're making it all look good. Yeah. You're showing up. You're you know you're talking about the steps in the meeting, um, and then all of a sudden it's just it it wells up in you. For so long, yeah. you, you just got to let it go. How freeing is that? Oh, my gosh. Nothing like it. I will never forget that day. No. It sticks out to me. It's it's such an amazing thing. And all the fears that surround it, none of them happened. So, I mean, there, 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 there's, uh, there's at least one person that I'm hoping is listening today yeah. that, you know, it, stop talking and listen. Right, right. Some of the greatest advice I ever took. Quit trying to prove that you're something that you're not. Yeah, you know it's it, it's time to 
grow up. Yeah, and they're going, yeah, but no, 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 yeah, buts. Good stuff. All right, so uh, James Arthur is the uh, musician that we're going to hear from. Have you heard of James Arthur? Uh, no. This is a song called Recovery. Oh, excuse me. Uh, interestingly enough, that's just a wild coincidence, right? Love the hat on you, Dave. It looks marvelous. Marvelous. It looks marvelous. <laughs> All righty. So here's James Arthur with his song, Recovery. I don't want to play this game no more. I don't want to play it. I don't want to stay around here no more I don't want to stay here Like rain on a Monday morning Like pain that just keeps on going on Look at all the hate they keep on showing I don't want to see that Look at all the stones they keep on throwing I don't want to feel that Like sun that will keep on burning And I used to be so discerning
Recovery by James Arthur. Visit his website at jamesarthurofficial.com. Hey, listen, until our next broadcast, this is the Monty Man along with Mr. Dave Fleming. And we're reminding you that you are entitled to overcome. This has been a broadcast of KHLT Recovery Broadcasting.